That's what makes us tough. We keep a coming. We're the people that live. They can't wipe us out. They can't lick us. The change has started, and the change in Detroit is real. We're back! Yeah, yeah, yeah! yeah. Detroit, Michigan! Here, you can actually see what you do affect a great American city, and it's, it's hopefully a historical comeback. Welcome into Opportunity Detroit. Today we'll say hi to Erica Pieschik, the owner of Pieschik Pierogi. Alex Linebrink is here, CEO of Passage. Tony Michaels, the president and CEO of the Parade Company. Doug Schwartz, owner of Detroit Wick and Tripwipes. It's all about opportunity, Detroit, and it's all right now. Detroit, Michigan. As we begin Opportunity Detroit, we welcome in Erica Pieschik, the owner of Pieschik Pierogi. Well, I already know I'm going to love you, Erica, because I love pierogies. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. I, I, I'm really excited to be here today. Well, I, I, you have uh, strived to be a, a great business, a business that uh, employs, uh, feeds, supports the community that it exists in, uh, creating what you would call nutrient-dense, ready-to-eat foods made with love by people who love where they live and what they do. Does that kind of sum up uh, Pieschik Pierogies? Yeah. Our company's uh, been very focused since its conception on being an employee and community-focused business. I've worked for a long time in the Detroit food industry, both as a bartender, server, manager, and I always felt that there was something missing in the culture. So when I started my company, I really wanted to focus on bringing that alive to people who have been not necessarily treated the best in the restaurant industry. Because it's not the easiest industry to work in. Well, that's an interesting thought, and I, I suppose very true. Um, it is a tough business that has been especially tough through the pandemic, and even now, after the pandemic, it's been especially tough. Let's go backwards, though. Let's let's start at the beginning. Tell us about yourself and your background, Erica. So I grew up in Centerline, which is a very small city um, in the middle, like south middle of Warren. Very similar to how Hamtramck's in the middle of Detroit. You know, it's surrounded by another city on all four sides. Uh, grew up in Centerline with my family. We were all very close. And I did Polish folk dancing growing up with my sisters, which was always a lot of fun. And was always part of the Polish community. And graduated, went on to college, which was an interesting start for me. Um <laughs> I'm not, you know, I, I'm not sure I what, the, what does that mean? Well, my freshman year of college, I was driving to and from Madonna University from Centerline um, and gas, as everyone just went through this whole gas being 525, gas was 525 when I started college. And I remember minimum wage also being 525. So it was very daunting at a young age to be trying to go to school, work a job, pay for gas, the economy was falling apart, and 
you know, they keep telling you to take on more debt, get more debt, but there wasn't really a bright light at the end of the tunnel to do that. So I switched schools and then started kind of working almost full-time and going to school full or part-time and just kind of started taking classes and things that I liked to try and figure out what it was I actually wanted to do versus just ending up $100,000 in debt and working a job that I hated. Well, um, it seems to me that given your background, your childhood, your Polish folk dancing, all of that, that if you were going to open um, a restaurant or a, a food provider it kind of had to be pierogies. Yeah, it worked out really interesting. So I, you know, this isn't my first business, but it's definitely the most successful one. Um, <laughs> but I uh, was bartending in Hamtramck at a little dive bar, and my friends would come in to visit, and they wanted food when I was working. And I mentioned that I could make pierogies because we've been doing that my whole life. There's many weekends of my childhood where you'd wake up and you could smell the kielbasa meat, and you knew you were going to be making kielbasa that day and pierogi later in the evening. Um, so I I mentioned that I made pierogi, and immediately everyone agreed that that's what I had to bring the following week during my bar shift, and <laughs> it just kind of kept going that's, from there. That's wild. <laughs> I mean, from your bar shift, uh, uh restaurant was born so to speak uh, yeah tell us about your brick and mortar space so we're located inside of Gratiot central market in the eastern market district uh it's been great i love it here my neighbors are very supportive and it's been a great place for us to grow because my company started off with 20 dollars, and it continuously kept rolling into itself um so the space that we have here was a pre-built space, which when you're starting a restaurant, it's a lot of money to buy all the equipment and to do the build-outs and everything. So this was a perfect space for me to get my footing and move from being in a commissary kitchen and only doing off-site events to having one place that we could function out of. Was it, uh, I suppose, inevitable if you were going to plant yourself in a city, you want to go to the biggest city. And uh, is that what made you pick Detroit to be home? Uh, I had looked at spaces in Hamtramck, but between the parking and the cost of rent and the spaces that were available, it just didn't seem right. And when I came to visit our location in Gratiot Central Market, I was looking around, watching the foot traffic, and I live in Detroit now, so... I was looking around, and then I looked at the walls, and I was like, well, it's already painted red and white, so I guess this is the sign that this is where <laughs> I'm supposed to be. <laughs> I don't even have to paint here. Like, this dear, is it. Dear I'm God, sold. Dear God, send me a sign. And it was yeah. <laughs> red and white walls, and there you were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we're speaking with Erica Pieschik, the owner of Pieschik Pierogi, and uh, she has placed, I've just know from talking with you, you have placed a really big emphasis, huge emphasis on investing and investing in your surrounding community. And uh, I'd love to hear, besides having these delicious pierogies available, what other ways, what are some of the other ways that you do that, that reinvesting, if you will? So we do, I would say maybe six or seven fundraisers throughout the year. Currently, right now, we have our 
pink pierogi that we have for sale. And that pierogi, we donate 25, any of our fundraisers, we donate 25% of the sale to the organization that we're trying to support. So this is Breast Um, Cancer Awareness Month. Yes. So I, years ago, used to do an event with a nonprofit called Shades of Pink. And what I love about this nonprofit is it's not just research. They don't do any research at all, but they financially help women who are going through breast cancer treatment um, by helping pay their rent, get ladies to come over and clean their houses, by giving them money for groceries, which for some moms, when you're a single mom and you're trying to be strong and you're going through treatments, you know, you can't work as much. You can't do these things. So this is a nonprofit that I fully support because I've heard these women talk about how much it helped them. Oh, sorry. I'm getting teared up. And uh, it's just phenomenal. So things like this, this nonprofit, this is a very simple way for me to help support them and bring awareness to what they're doing. We do an event with the Ruth Ellis Center during June where we make rainbow pierogi and we donate a large portion of the sales to the Ruth Ellis Center for Pride Month. Um, We've done events, especially with the Ukraine war, where we donated a dollar from every one of our packages, not only that are sold in our store, but also every Kroger, every Meyer, every retailer that you could possibly buy one of our products from. We were donating a dollar of our traditional OG pierogi to uh, World Central Kitchen to help feed people who are going through the war right now. Wow. Well, God bless you and for I that. Thank you. And to me, you know, I, what's the point of doing something like this if you can't help other people around you? Because it takes a village to do anything, so we might as well give back as much as we can. I feel that I not necessarily get more. I just feel better when I help other people. I can sense, I like- I can sense a very big heart, Erica. You did get emotional when you were talking about some of the things that you do. Where did that big heart come from? Mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, where did that big heart come from? All of them. I mean, I'm from such a big family and I was always the youngest. So I got to watch everybody make sacrifices and everybody look out for each other. And it was just always very inspiring to see. And I've been very blessed to have a lot of good people, both family and close family friends that have always inspired me. Uh, I have my mom that come to all of my pop-up events and it's my mom plus all of my childhood friends' moms because we always joke that it took five moms to raise me because I was a (laughs) wild child. Uh, (laughs) And I, you know, they inspire me all the time and keep me going, especially when I'm having bad days, which everybody does inevitably have those sometimes, or I feel that the world's stacked against me. They remind me and encourage me to keep going. Well, I got to tell you something. I, uh, it's so refreshing also uh, for you to say, Erica, that you understand and appreciate what everyone has gone through in your family for you to be where you are today. You know, there are a lot of kids that don't necessarily see that, and they should, and you do. Correct. And you're a great inspiration for others to do the same. Oh, thank you. It's so, <laughs> so sweet of you, Paul. I've been listening to your show for years, so it's very, 
heartwarming for me to hear you say that. I appreciate it so much. Well, I listen, now I'm going to cry. I appreciate you listening to my show for years. <laughs> uh, I, I do appreciate that. And I wish you the best of luck. And I hope that you'll stay in touch with us so that we of can course. follow Pieszek Pierogi. Uh, which right now is there at uh, Gratiot Center Market, uh, part of Eastern Market, as you grow with your heart. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully we'll be able to get you out here one day so you can come and eat some pierogi. I would love to do that. You, you know, I do, I do like good food, and I do like good pierogi. So God bless you for making them, and uh, we wish you best of luck with everything, Erica. Thank you, Paul. Thank you so much, Erica Pieschik, uh, and uh, it's Pieschik Pierogis. We wanted you to meet her, and we're glad that we were able to do that as we continue here on WJR on Opportunity Detroit. Well, we got a lot of good news here. We like to accentuate the positive, relentless positive radio, the Paul W. Smith Show. Got a few things coming up that we're excited about. Certainly we're excited about the 96th America's Thanksgiving Parade presented by Gardner White. Our great city, Detroit, the parade's theme. All right, we know the theme, but up until this moment... We have not known who the Grand Marshal or Grand Marshals will be, but we're about to find out because the Wizard of Oz and Ooze and all of that, and I included that in my uh, my uh, Monday morning Detroit News column, Tony, so you know. You're right there at the bottom of the story. I, I uh, congratulate you for something else we'll talk about. But first things first, Tony Michaels, president and CEO of the Parade Company, has the announcement of who the Grand Marshal or Marshals shall be. Good morning, Tony. Uh, good morning, Paul. Thank you. This is, uh, it's exciting because here we go. Uh, this, is, this is our big kickoff, and we're so excited to announce uh, Jalen Rose and Reverend Wendell Anthony as the uh, co-Grand Marshals of this parade. And uh, we just think these choices are so good for what they do for Detroit. Amazing what the NBA veteran Fab Five legend Jalen Rose has done with his academy and and our Detroit Reverend Dr. Wendell Anthony. And they will serve as uh, co-grand marshals for the 96th America's Thanksgiving Parade presented by Gardner White. This is a big deal and quite an honor. And it's not easy for you, Tony Michaels, to pick the people that you're going to give this honor to. No, it's not. You know, uh, Bob Ryan, our chair, and I, we, we, you know, go through a little list. And, uh, you know, it, it just seemed like such a, a perfect choice with both of these gentlemen. Uh, Jalen, I mean, my God, the Fab Five, uh, NBAs for 13 years, and now, you know, ESPN analyst. But the Jalen Rose Academy, how great is that? Right. And then Reverend Wendell Anthony, I mean, he does it all. He is Detroit. And, uh, my, I, I, we're, we're just, we're just very excited. And, and you know, Paul, the theme Detroit was named one of the great cities. That was a no brainer for us. Our great city, Detroit, as far as the theme itself. So we've got a great start here for what we believe is going to be truly the biggest year ever with, you know, new nine new floats, three brand new companies with floats, uh, and a very big, big head surprise down the road. <laughs> 
Uh, I mentioned it before. I am honored beyond belief that I will have some degree of uh, immortality by being one of the big heads in the parade. Yes. They've they've decided to make a a Paul W. Smith big head. How do you even? I, I don't do it with the beard because the beard is so temporary. I guess you have to do the glasses, but I used to wear the glasses down below my nose when I when I didn't need them because I only use them for reading. Now I use them for everything. So it'll be I'll be fascinated to see. Uh, do I have any say in what the big head looks like? That's me. No, absolutely, absolutely not. Okay, good. All right. That's there fine. is nobody on earth who's going to absolutely love the big head because it's a little bit of a caricature. Um, yeah. You know, it's 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 a little different, and everyone goes, "Do I really look like that?" Or they think that's pretty funny. Okay. I mean, it's 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 going to be a wonderful feel. I'll tell you, they, we've nailed this thing. We really have. <laughs> so it's going to be great. It's really good. All right, yeah. I'll look. For, I know you talked to Kim a little bit about it, but I'll I'll look forward to seeing it. It'll be a nice surprise, and what an honor! I really appreciate to being oh. out there with some unbelievable people. I'm just I'm blown away, and I thank you for that. Now let me. Continue with the kudos for you, my friend, because coming up this Friday, it is this Friday, October 21st. Yeah, this Friday at Huntington Place, the Detroit Goodfellows hosting their 32nd annual tribute breakfast, 8 a.m. Friday at Huntington Place, and excited to announce that they are going to be honoring you, Tony Michaels, president and CEO of the Parade Company, with the 2022 Edward H. McNamara Goodfellow of the Year Award. We could use some more applause here, Brian. This is this is awfully good news, and you deserve this. Well, Tony Michaels. I, I, well, thank you, Paul. But I, I'm honored. But I have to tell you that everything I do is in unison and with great people. I, I, I and you included everybody. The team at the Parade Company, our great board. I mean, our wonderful sponsors. We have the greatest list of sponsors. Everybody makes it possible for us to do great things for kids and families. And if you think about it, the good fellows, it's amazing about the, you know, no kitty goes without a Christmas. And um, I, I, it's really about other people. I, I, yeah, I'm honored, but, but it's, this is, this is so cool of what they do for kids and anything that I can do to help, I, I would do. It's, I mean, we have to make Christmas great. And Thanksgiving great for everybody. And that's what this is all about. Well, it that, really is. It, Thank you. It is what this is all about in the fact that you make it possible for people to see this great parade uh, all over the place. And, uh, and yes, you can buy uh, great seats if you want or uh, vantage points, but you don't have to. You can watch this parade absolutely free many places along the way. And uh, I, I salute you for that as well, making this inclusive, open to everyone. And that's so very important. And we, I know you couldn't do it without the good work of the Gardner White people who yeah. present yeah. this thing and put up a lot of money to do that. So that's all good. Congratulations on the NBA veteran Fab Five legend Jalen Rose and Detroit Reverend Dr. Wendell Anthony serving as Grand Marshals for the 96th America's Thanksgiving Parade presented by Gardner-White for Detroit. We're going to get national exposure. We'll have our little uh, broadcast ahead of time early in the morning, the pre-pre-parade uh, broadcast. Looking forward to that. We are also looking forward to the 23rd Annual Pancake Breakfast presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield Blue Care Network of Michigan. 
That's coming up in the special broadcast Friday, November 4th. Uh, right here on the Paul W. Smith Show from 6 till 9 at the Parade Company, Mount Elliott. And looking forward to the new Parade Company down the road. I hope that's going well also, Tony. It is, and uh, we'll have a lot to report on that soon. Last week was a very good week for the new home, Paul. All right. Thank you for everything, and thank you to all of our great sponsors, and led by Gardner White and everybody. Thank you. Thank all right. you so much. Thank you, Tony Michaels, the Wizard of Oohs and Ahs, and President and CEO of the Parade Company as we continue here on WJR on Opportunity Detroit. Next up on Opportunity Detroit, we're happy to say hi to Doug Schwartz. Doug is the owner of Detroit Wick and Trip Wipes. Nice to have you on Opportunity Detroit, Doug. Thanks for having me. Can you tell me about uh, Detroit Wick? Sure. Uh, so we are a sensory marketing company. We develop fragrance for brands. And we are located in historic Corktown, Detroit. I was in Eastern Market for six years, and we just bought this building over here right across from the Michigan Central Station, the new Ford campus. And so we make and manufacture all scent-related products for brands B2B. Um, So hold my hand through this. When you say sensory marketing... um it's, I didn't, my wife Kim discovered it before I did, before I was aware of it. We'd go into a place and she'd say, smell that? It always smells like that in this building, store, location. And they're doing that on purpose. Is that what we're talking about with sensory marketing, giving a certain building or business its own uh, scent? That's that's right. We we call it a scent logo. So just like brands and companies have their digital or visual logo, we elevate that company or brand through smell. So we do a lot with product. Um, I do all the scent for Shinola Hotel, for example. So we do all their product. And companies come to me. I do a lot of corporate gifting. So when brands want to do client appreciation um, throughout the year, especially holiday, we will create candles, room sprays, auto fragrance, diffusers, incense, any scent-related product with their branding, their logo on it, private label. And and this screams customization. You do custom work, and do you... Do you promise that you won't use the same scent for anyone else in town so that so it becomes their, they own that scent, if you will? That's right. So there's a lot of, we have a scent library of thousands of fragrances that brands can use. And we also create proprietary fragrance profiles, which is exactly that, that that formula, that fragrance is unique to the brand and they own it. Hmm. Do you go through a lot of coffee beans to cleanse <laughs> to cleanse we your ha- nose? We do. We do. We absolutely do. That's Clear right. the palate. Clear the palate. Oh boy. Um, and so that's that's dirt wick, but we also have trip wipes, a family owned business. 
inspired to innovate and create a trusted wellness brand with a global mission. Uh, let's let's hear about that. That's right. So Trip Wipes was born from, you know, my um, me being germ conscious. This is pre-COVID, uh, and you know, really at the time there was really wasn't a product on the market that smelled amazing. So that's where the scent comes in, and so we created a single-use. Uh, sanitizing wipe, um, again, pre-COVID, and launched, and obviously this was, you know, 2019, and then 2020 happened, and we went from zero to, you know, a million, you know, in inside of a month wow. uh, of time. So we, you know, scaled incredibly um, throughout that time, helped millions and millions of people, you know, stay safe. Um, with peace of mind, obviously. And we created a really high-level product. It's all made here in the U.S., every component uh, of it. And we just partnered with Delta. Yeah, that's. I, so saw that you had, I saw that you had partnered with Delta, and that is a big deal because they're on a roll. They're one of the finest. They are the finest American uh, uh, airplane business company, uh, airliner, whatever, Um Maybe maybe in the world, but certainly in America, Delta is leading the pack. And when I saw that you most recently featured uh, your product, or Delta did, on their flights, I knew you were in the right uh, ballpark because uh, they they do everything top notch now. They're doing they're really on a roll. Yeah, that, that's it's a big deal. So we are on in-flight aircraft. We created a lav program. So in all the in-flight lavatories. Um, you have complimentary trip wipe um, product in there to use. So, yes, it's it's, uh, it's a big deal. We're, you know, very excited about it. You know, right now we're really reaching out to companies and customers, you know, globally. We want to be the well, you know, the preferred wellness partner um, for them. So, yes, we're consumer facing, but we also sell internally to businesses, um, to have our wellness product there, um, you know, in-house. Doug Schwartz is the owner of DTRT Wick, but it's pronounced Detroit Wick, and Trip Wipes. I think uh, Detroit Wick came first in uh, in your history. Is that correct? It did. It did. Detroit Wick, we started in 2014. Trip Wipes was 2018. And you've gone out of your way to mention that you did the 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 trip wipes before COVID, but did you have a uh, a chemical composition that also killed COVID? Were you lucky enough to have that? Well, uh, no, because it's for the skin. Um, although some say that our you know active ingredient um, protects. Um, you know, it's it's a hand wipe. It's not a surface wipe. So there's a difference there. Well, I meant for the hands, um, just like yeah. we've used uh, various uh, solutions on our hands to kill COVID or to keep us from spreading COVID, so, so that it would work in the same way for trip wipes? Well, yeah, the best part about it is it's alcohol-free, so it's you know, very, very gentle on the hands. Doesn't the dry skin. out, doesn't dry out your hands. Exactly. 
and that is a big deal. Um, you do place, as I've seen with entrepreneurs in the last several years, you place a huge emphasis on giving back, just as uh, our earlier guest, Erica Pieschik. Um, you, you, that's a big deal to you, giving back. Tell me about that. It is. So uh, I developed a product, you know, side by side with Tripwire. It's called Shower Sheets. And it's exactly like it sounds. It's an extra, extra large sheet um, that you can wipe down the entire body with. And really the intent was, you know, to start off by donating to homeless organizations, social services, communities in need, youth, schools, et cetera, so that they had this product. Um, so in 2020 and 2021, we donated over 100,000 units through those channels, nonprofit organizations. And as of January of this year, for trip wipes, um, I made the pledge to donate 1 million Yikes. trip wipes. And, you know, we're more than halfway through that. We've partnered with uh, the Empowerment Plan, who does a great job in Detroit, um, the City of Detroit, the Detroit Economic Growth Corp, and, you know, hundreds of others of organizations and nonprofit to funnel these trip wipes to those in need. So it's very exciting for us to even be able to donate that many um, units, and it's been, it's been incredible. The feedback's been awesome. Well, that's, I mean, that is spectacular, and that is, that is of great note uh, that it is extremely important to you as an entrepreneur to give back. And, and we're seeing that. You know, it's, I've said this before, I'll say it again. Um, for the longest time, I've been interviewing people for a very, very long time, and for the longest time, the people that I would talk to, interview, who um, were giving back to the community were people who had had a business for a very long time and was very, very successful over the years, building up their wealth or their family wealth or however you want to look at it. I have noticed in the last few years that the new entrepreneur uh, way of doing things is to start from the beginning helping people. Um, and I think that's uh, fascinating. I'm not exactly sure why that is. Do you, have you ever thought about why you found it important, Doug Schwartz, as the owner of uh, Detroit Wick and Trip Wipes, uh, that you would start giving back before you even established yourself or made your wealth? Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's extremely important to do that. I think it, it stands side by side. Um, it should stand side by side with any, you know, brand or company ethos, you know, we, I started off, you know, as soon as I created the product, the shower sheet was, you know, I didn't even sell that, that, uh, product at first we donated at 100%. Wow. And so, you know, I'm born and raised in Detroit. I do my business in Detroit. I live in Detroit with my family. And so, you know, I wanted to, give as much as I can to the city that, you know, has raised me uh, and will continue to for sure. You know, we donate nationally, but I really try to focus on the city um, the best that I can and, and try to give in that way. So it's extremely important to me to be able to give back um, 
it, it feels good. Well, I'm thrilled for you. I'm glad we've met, and I am even more thrilled that uh, that Delta CEO Ed Bastian, because it all starts at the top, uh, embraced you with trip wipes, and uh, this now developed this antibacterial wipe that smells incredible, keeps your hands super soft, no alcohol, and now they're featured in airports across the country and most recently on Delta flights. And uh, again, Ed Bastian, the uh, CEO of Delta, he does, so far, it looks like everything right and everything good. And that's what I hope for you as well, Doug. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Doug Schwartz, the owner of Detroit Wick and Trip Wipes, right here from Detroit and never forgetting that Detroit is his home. This is all about Opportunity Detroit. We've had Alex Linebrink on before. He is, as a reminder, the CEO of Passage. Passage is a new cutting-edge event ticketing company here in Detroit. Uh, They operate uh, a lot of different uh, tickets for a lot of different events, including uh, the brand uh, Haunt Pay, which, as you might be able to figure out, it caters to haunted attractions all over the country. Uh, Alex, nice to have you back. It's great to be back, Paul. Thanks a ton. Uh, you, look, you, uh, oh, this is good. I mean, you do unusual venues and make it easier for people to get tickets for them. That's the whole idea here. And apparently haunted houses just they appear to be getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Tell me a little bit about what you found after surveying more than 2,100 haunted attractions. Yeah, this is a a big part of our business, and we love it. It's a passion project of mine. I grew up around haunted houses. My dad's birthday was on Halloween growing up, so we always build a haunted yard every year. And, you know, when we get to do these surveys, it's a blast just seeing what everybody is up to and that the industry is growing. Because I think it's one of the coolest things out there to have this ability to, you know, have that adrenaline spike and that simulated fear type thing, but also knowing that there's no danger. It could be a really fun experience for groups out there. And uh, this year, uh, uh, all of the uh, throughout these 2,100 industry in- insiders that we surveyed, we found that haunted attractions are still expecting to grow big, about 10% this year, just from last year, um, with the average ticket prices being somewhere in that range of 21 to $30. You know, that seems to be the most popular spot for the, for these sorts of attractions here. Well, and they get because they've become very profitable as they've grown they get more professional i hope safer you Mm -hmm. mentioned the safety factor um and a lot more fun and ticket sales are the number one generator of revenue for haunted houses so that's why they need passage that's why they need haunt pay alex linebrink so you you started a great company at just the right time of course concessions merchandise midway games um and uh and other things are are adding to the, uh, oh, what's it, why, the, I guess, profitability of running a haunted house. But there's a, a much larger investment now to put these things together. They're not just uh, slapped together mostly now, although you find some of those in neighborhoods, tents and such. But, sure. the, but the big ones, um, and they can get expensive. They can get to be uh, 54, 55, some even higher uh, 
costs to get into these things. Certainly, certainly. Some of these haunted attractions are absolutely raising their price. But that most most uh, popular spot that we see is that $21 to $30 range. Now, with those ones that are, that are bigger and bigger, we do see them offering more and more. Um, it, it seems like more and more th- these haunted attractions that you go to end up being almost a, an entire evening's entertainment. They'll have a a bonfire. They'll have concessions and merchandise, as you mentioned. They might have um, special games in their midway or mini escape games and that sort of thing to keep a family busy all night. So I really do think that the value is there with a lot of these attractions. I can't speak for all of them, of course, but that the value is there for the ones that are charging more. And they're just figuring out ways to keep families entertained and groups entertained for, you know, an entire evening or entire afternoon or something like that instead of just, you know, 30 minutes like they used to be. Which leads me to ask the question of you, the expert, Alex Leinebrink, the CEO of Passage, a cutting-edge event ticketing company here in Detroit, also operating the ticketing brand Haunt Pay, catering to haunted attractions all over the country. It's kind of like uh, me saying, well, you know, Turkey is so good, why do we only have it on Thanksgiving? Um, What about haunted houses? Is there a move at all, since people love to be scared, is there a move to keep some of these haunted attractions open year-round, not just around Halloween? Absolutely, which is some of the most fun uh, experiences you can have at these haunted attractions. And it's the most creative experiences you'll see at these haunted attractions. A lot of these uh, attractions are now opening um, throughout the rest of the year. In, in fact, many of them are open you know, in three or four separate months throughout the year. Um, some even have things going on year-round, but we see things like opening on Valentine's Day for My Bloody Valentine's or uh, Krampus, you know, around the, the uh, for a scary Christmas type event. And, of course, every Friday the 13th that pops up on the calendar throughout the year is a very popular time for haunted attractions to open. And even, uh, you know, in the spring prom time, we see tons of them doing what they call zombie prom and often inviting adults to come by and, and, and have kind of a prom-like experience, but be dressed up for it, which, which is a blast to see a ton of zombies, you know, uh, experiencing prom together <laughs> is, is just uh, hilarious. It's a, f- a lot of fun. Do we have that around Detroit, a bunch of zombie proms? <laughs> I think, you know, uh, I, I believe there's a one in Westland, Hush Haunted House, that might get involved with zombie prom now and then. I, I could be wrong on that, but I feel like in the past they have. And, and there are some others. Um, I know uh, at least some of the holiday stuff, uh, Exit 13 up in uh, Mount Morris and Factory of the Dead in Saginaw also get involved in a lot of those. Yeah. Well, and, and I understand and support people making money. Uh, I support that a lot for all of our small businesses, well, all businesses. Uh, but some of them have also, from what I've uh, noticed in some of my reading, uh, have gotten very philanthropic, and they help other people, which is, I think, excellent. Absolutely. Um, and, and that was one of the most incredible things that we found. You know, this is a big survey. We've in, uh, interviewed all over 2,100 industry insiders here to get the data that we had. And one of the craziest things that I really didn't expect to find in the data was that, yeah, nearly three-quarters of haunted attractions give back to their communities. And that's a combination of ones that are actually run by nonprofit organizations. But then there's another huge percentage 
um, even even outside of those that give back to nonprofits, local nonprofits, uh, a portion of their proceeds. And and I just can't think of another industry outside of like actual nonprofits where this is going to be the case. It's a, it's amazing to see this generosity. Sure is. Uh, real quick, Alex, where do we? How do we find a listing of haunted attractions near us? Can we go online somewhere? Absolutely. You can go to hauntpay.com and click find a haunted attraction near you, and you'll find tons of them all over the area. We'd, we'd love to see it one this fall. Like hauntpay.com, basically. Correct. All right. Good luck to you, Alex. Have a great, uh, a great time, a great season with HauntPay. Alex Leinbrink, Leinebrink is the CEO of Passage, this cutting-edge event ticketing company. Uh, my home is right here, Detroit, so that's all good news. We support all businesses, small, medium, and large. We are homers. Thanks for joining us on Opportunity Detroit. I'm with you usually Monday through Friday from 6 till 9, and then on these special occasions when we meet very special people who are taking advantage of the opportunities we have in Detroit. There are many. Until next time, regards, Paul W. Smith.